like single source ham here? Like just we're, ham, or are we talking about ham in, in other recipes? We're, we're taking all, this ham we, discussion live. Or, or going full pork. Oh, going I mean, full pork. I, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. ham, I question whether it should be a breakfast food. I could see that. Really? Bacon. Why? Well, I question whether it should be a food. Ooh, bringing, wow. bringing up some real pig talk, huh? Kicking them wow. down. Chicken cordon bleu? Yeah, Dale, what That's do you have to say ham. about ham? I know your country was built on it. <laughs> We're not built on ham, but I do like ham. I do like, especially in bacon format. Not Canadian bacon, though. I have to agree. No, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, see? What is Why, Canadian bacon? Who, Tell us. Who? Yeah, it's just ham. Question. I don't, even, I don't even know. I think it's like <laughs> sliced ham or something fried. I'm not even sure. Who decided oh. to put Canadian bacon on pizza instead of just regular bacon? Uh, I think regular bacon would have. I agree. Better. When I do pineapple pizzas, I put regular bacon. Oh, <laughs> oh my like God. Now, now we're opening another can of worms. Pineapple on pizza? It's the least honestly, controversial thing we'll talk about today. <laughs> I like pineapple on pizza. All right. Yeah, Call it's good. It's, it's good. good. Anything on pizza. I don't judge pizza toppings. If it tastes good, I'll eat it. I don't care if it's pop tarts. I mean, if it's got to be good though, pop you got to put on a pizza. If, you, you, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a dessert pizza with pop tarts, it's got it's got to be good. If I Could taste it, be, it, it tastes bad. I'm gonna be judgmental. But if it's would good, pop tarts classified as a dessert breakfast pizza. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> or what? Then we have to like, what is what's the classification of a pop tart? If like you bake something into the crust of a pizza, could that theoretically be a pop tart? I mean, a pop tart stuffed crust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. The one million the, calorie pizza. <laughs> now you're crossing this is over the to diabetes pizza. Oh, none of you little hackamaniacs gonna talk about Slim Jims on a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the Hackerman Savage. Uh, What's up, Hackerman? Oh, it's just a hacktastic day coming off the top rope. Mm. That's how I wake up every morning: in bed, top rope, brush teeth. Do you sleep on the top rope? No, no, in the middle of the ring. That's where you maintain oh, dominance. I see. It's like a cot. <laughs> There's a cot in the middle of the ring. That's it. It's a well, giant. No, the ring is the, the cot. Oh, the ring is a giant, giant cot. cot. Yeah. <laughs> you always sleep in the middle, middle, though. Those rings are springy, so it might be you know, fairly comfortable. Because you don't really see anybody getting hurt too badly when they get slammed into it, so it can't be that hard. It's just acting. It's good acting. What? What are you talking about? I mean, oh. the getting hurt part. Oh, that part. Because they're actually getting hurt, but they're acting like they're not. (laughs) (laughs) So the question is whether they actually got hurt or whether they're pretending to get hurt. Oh, they're definitely getting hurt, dude. (laughs) Faux show. In 84, I had a complete spinal replacement. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, you don't get get suplexed in Gulf Full Scorpion and not have it hurt. Oh, well, how would you know? Have you tried it? Oh, I've tried it. Mm. We should should have a wrestling ring at uh, Wild West. Hackfest. There was one. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a bull a... ring. That's yeah. That's a, sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. people I wrestling feel... and someone on the bull at the same time. What could go wrong? I feel like there's always a meeting after after party. We wrestled the bull. <laughs> yeah, I think... for the intercontinental bullship championship of the world. In all seriousness. I have discussed with Velda martial arts classes at World West Hackenfest. <laughs> I, I think we always just try to find some way for us to push the limit of the insurance that we have. I'm at, telling you. <laughs> at the conference. Pico balloon. If you're not Builder. first <laughs> room. If you're not pushed first to try the clauses in your insurance, you're last. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go through and make all those actuaries go oh, uh, we didn't we didn't see that. That's funny. Roll the we finger. Ready to get right? started. Roll the, yeah. Break that <laughs> finger for it, please. On this week of BHIS Talking About the News, we have Hacker Man Randy Savage. We have Ralph Man Randy Ralfer. And we have the U.S. government shooting down balloons. Balloon mayhem. All we talk about on the show is balloons. Uh, yeah. Are we yeah, going straight to the balloon article? I'm, I'm oh down. I, I read it thoroughly. Wait, I, I just want to know that. I, I just want everyone to know that this has nothing to do with security. <laughs> I like how we can see Ralph's screen. 
Like, I know. Can, Ralph, can you like drag like yourself onto the screen so we can see it? Like, that looks out? like a hummingbird. Yes, there's a hummingbird on the screen. I had my Bitcoin wallet up there, but I took it down because uh, why? You don't like the share? <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about can it. you put your private key up on there yes hold so, on give me a second let me put it up there so on me. this week uh yeah looks like we've got a pretty good cast of hosts here we got dale the canadian so that's I good mean, now we have we're, this is now an international podcast so welcome oh, wow. dale oh, yes. we're inclusive we have cameron <laughs> we have wade we have you know the aforementioned parties and of course ryan mm, yeah i'm here does anyone have any news they want to talk about that isn't balloon related? Let's let's put that off until the end. No okay. balloons until All the right. end. All right, we're gonna put it right, off until the end. end. We'll, we'll uh, pop that one at the end, okay, guys? Uh, let's, okay. The, the, the thing I want to talk about first, and I don't know if it's even like a story that we have in here, but has any did anyone see the tweet of like the guy trying to sell someone's data from like a pen testing firm? Oh no. no. Oh oh yes. We you're right. We definitely need to talk about this, right? Because we, we need to what? talk about it. Hold on, hold on. I don't know if there is a news article, but I, basically, I don't have one for that yet. Yeah, I, I you will got, find. Do you have it. the tweet? Find the yeah, tweet. We'll, we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll find the tweet. Ralph, grab the tweet while I explain what it is. Explain so it. over the weekend, it was tweeted and basically on a breach forum on a forum where hackers go to post things. Someone posted, "Hey, I've compromised one of the uh, a user from one of the top U.S. cybersecurity slash IT firms, and they have." 250 gigs of client data in a Dropbox that the hacker has compromised, which just brought up so many questions of, first of all, what hacker is putting client data in their Dropbox uh, and what hacker is doing it at the level of 250 gigabytes? Probably not great OPSEC, but then they posted like a list of files. There was some tool output in there, a list of clients now. So I'm like frantically going through the BHIS clients. I'm like, is this guy, is, are they a client? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so is this an employee be or is this like someone just well, popped their we, employee? Gotta be. Employee. Yeah. And so I think it's, it was Dropbox, right? I think it is. A and, and this is speculation. This could all be a scam. This could this doesn't even necessarily yeah. have to be real. But based on the data they've posted, it looks real to me. Yeah. Basically, my guess is this user, this employee of a IT slash cybersecurity firm, uh, had was using Dropbox, either work sanctioned Dropbox or personal Dropbox, to store their you know between their Cali VM and their testing VM or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, looking at the, the tweet, it's very terrifying because it specifically calls out Cobalt Strike licenses, associated files, highly detailed reports with reproduction and evidence, corporate email addresses and passwords, 100 RDP files, PEM keys. It just makes it's like it feels like someone's airing out your dirty laundry, even I've, though I know it wasn't me. It just feels like it was me. That feels dirty. I feel like three grand is cheap, too. That's I know. why, How is that's no one why bought it, it seems like it's. Bait, I mean, rather than, or fake. right, it could be fake. It right? could totally be fake. And so, but and imagine that would be some great bait if you threw that up there and then sold it for that cheap, and then just. Uh, I'm just yeah. waiting. <laughs> this is real. Dropbox has some good logs too, like uh, transferring to and from Dropbox from internal assets. Uh, yeah. So it wouldn't be hard to see that amount of data move or any files from that data at least move. I'm. I'm. Oh, waiting I mean, for the, I, as a DLD yeah. standpoint. Who knows? But all I'm saying is it's scary and reminds everyone out there to use good OPSEC. That's the reason I wanted to talk about it. Because (laughs) if you put 100 or 220 gigs of client data in your personal Dropbox, you're part of the problem. So don't do that. (laughs) So this has brought up one thing that I thought of as soon as I read this, which is all of the cloud storage providers that are out there, all the big ones that I can think of, right? Um, and there are some exceptions to this rule, but in general, okay, your files are not encrypted on those services, right? What that means is that if they can't, or if someone, anyone can get access to your account, okay, which is just authentication. So yeah, sure, maybe you have two-factor or whatever, but assuming that they can get access to that account, they can read those files, including the company that stores it, right? So that, that that goes down to like, you know, Dropbox got hacked and so they got access to everyone's files, right? Because Dropbox can read that data, right? Right. Uh, so it's the model that says you don't have the encryption key, you don't have control of that data, right? Someone mm-hmm. else can read it. And this is yeah. one of those examples. Is right? it is it uh like 
typical for people to require you to re- like do a password, at least password protection on those reports, right? At least some form no. of no, no, yeah. That's I was about to say. No. I've never seen any type of security measures for a security port. They just sent it I, to me. I'm and like, I, I, I don't think that's how you should, you know. Like I will a secure say, space like, to hold them or something. I don't. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that's password protection on a file is an effective security control. No. <laughs> um, like it passwords on files is like how you tell people, Oh, I, so I can just use passwords. XLSX as long as it's <laughs> password protected. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the but I mean, honestly though, Corey though, if you made a 50 character randomly generated password and you encrypted a zip file, God rest your soul. You're not probably going to. Yes. True. Okay? So True. I mean like there encryption is, is not broken yeah. because you've used a password, but to your point, I absolutely It is not agree. standard. It is <laughs> not standard. <laughs> not standard. It is not yeah. industry yes. standard because yes. at the end of the day, if people can't read the documents, they don't have any value. And what I've seen more commonly when I'm digging through enterprise file shares is mm-hmm. they'll be password protected and they'll just have the password in the file name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so how is... Yeah. So how is this on Dropbox any different than if you're a company who's using a SharePoint or Google Drive? It's or not. Like that? It's no, not. There's well, zero no. difference. Oh, zero. We are, yes, there is zero difference. We are speculating, at least I am, that it is a personal Dropbox that is not company yeah. sanctioned. That is my guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, based on based on the fact that if it was a corporate Dropbox, there's probably much more secure authentication requirements. There's much more like there's just more layers of security built around it. Monitoring probably like a hacker isn't pulling down 220 gigs of data from a corporate Dropbox without yeah, someone hope. finding that. Would, you yeah, would that would, you would hope that yeah, that would yeah. set off like every alarm. Any alarm. And just knowing, no like knowing what we've talked about somewhat on the show and like research I've done, like knowing how malware compromises people's personal machines and then spreads to like encompass their work stuff. That's probably what happened here. If I had to guess the user's Dropbox account. Oh, I got to have my personal Dropbox logged in on my gaming PC. And then I want to play a cracked version of Hogwarts Legacy. So I just (laughs) downloaded that from the Pirate Bay. And now, you know, that's that account's credentials were stolen or the authentication tokens. It's also funny, like as a last little thing before we move on, the, the attacker says in the post, it's being actively updated. (laughs) like they're just sitting there watching the person be like yes and can we please just all agree that ssl is not encryption of your data okay like it's this is transport right this is while it goes over the internet okay but the data you can still read it like it's not encryption at rest it's not secure so yeah Anyway, yeah. don't do bad opsec, especially not. And and like the funny, the funny thing is like in the comments on that post, people were like, "Wow, they're not a very top firm if they're doing this." And then we're like, <laughs> "You might be surprised. You might be surprised." <laughs> so there That's is a, a betting pool active uh, as to who, what company it is. Yeah, I've so. got a hundred dollars on. I'm not saying. So ah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't tip. We don't speculate here. on other competitors. Okay. <laughs> no, so that's my article. Points. We do He's that. Gotta, you got to understand there's, there's hug ops going on somewhere. There's somebody who was just trying to get their report in on a deadline and, and they were just trying to come into that steel cage of an engagement and get that, that work done so they could throw that, that whole set of vulnerabilities off the top of the cage like mankind did. But, but back, back in summer CTF in 85, the only way to get 256 gigs of data was to go through Andre the Giant. And that's how I broke my back. So you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, thanks, hacker man. That's a, that's a good take. All right, who's got one? That was mine. FBI. <sighs> Don't want oh, to are, are we getting <laughs> raided? What's going on? <laughs> no, they got hacked, or there was a cybersecurity incident. By the is way, is that what we're calling them now? Cybersecurity yes, incident. Yes. Again. Whenever, whenever something bad has happened, they always start with there was just an incident. A whoopsie. A whoopsie poopsie. A whoopsie whoopsie. Everything's under control. Please, please stand back. And then other stuff comes out. Let's just put it that way. They're investigating an incident, too. Yeah, it's an incident. Are they claiming that it's an incident or are they investigating? I also like this. They say they already contained. I know that's what they but but then they're like, we already contained the isolated incident. But we're also working to uncover the scope and impact. Yes, exactly. So this it's is like it's contained. Well, well, actually, stay tuned because it might not be. Yeah. Oh, cool. Whenever someone there. says there was an incident, what they're saying is get ready to get ready. 
Okay. That that when their email server got compromised, I've talked about this before. That was like the one day I didn't read my thread until briefing before I read my emails. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through my emails and I'm like, all of a sudden, like I had a director forward me that and I'm like, oh no. And I'm like, immediately like, look at my phone for some of my contacts. And then right then one of my coworkers, he's like, hey, did you hear the FBI got, got email server got breached? I was like, oh my God, thank God. That was a, that was a scary day for me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is, yeah, you're talking about a different incident. Well, they talk about that within the article, uh, the FBI email server's hacked push. This this current incident, there's basically no information. Uh, FBI spokespeople were not immediately available for comment. And um, apparently it just says it was related to the New York field office computer system used to investigate child sexual sexual exploitation. So who knows? That's a rough office to work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they like, maybe they just put like a ransomware on it so they wouldn't have to do their jobs anymore. So. I think this is the one lesson that, you know, no one is safe. And uh, when you do see something like this, we may not see anything else because they might not just not say anything. Right. But uh, we shall see what the scope was. Right. Are they, they might... are, are they allowed to not say anything? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they would have reported it just to be nice. I'm sure yeah. it's a yeah. legal requirement. Yeah, I don't think they're like, "Hey, we got hacked." All right, that's all. See you guys. That was a great. That'll help our <laughs> well, stock price. This is classified, so we can't talk about it. Mm. <laughs> that's what they should have said. We can yeah. neither confirm nor deny whether a security incident impacted or did not impact any assets on our network or elsewhere. Just like yeah. be as generic as possible. Yes, I've the hacker man has fought the FBI before, and they're going to use a signature move called classified national security. And when they use that, forget it. You can't you can't get out of it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not only the FBI, but GoDaddy for the seventh again. Time. Yes. <laughs> or is uh, this is this is this a new one or is this the same one? And they're just saying more things about it. Well, that's a great question. And um, so the company says that previous breaches disclosed in November 2021, March 2020 are also linked to this multi-year campaign. <laughs> so oh. so it's a continuation like it never stopped i, I i'm i'm a little confused here about it's what a mal- yeah multi-year campaign by a sophisticated threat actor group that installed malware on our systems and obtained pieces of code related to some services code for they said this in an, an sec app. filing this what? was december 2022 their sites were being used to redirect rant to random domains and attackers had access to the company's network for multiple years yeah it's almost like when you keep getting hacked, it, it could be just someone that's persistently in your network. <laughs> uh, like, an, like, an, like an employee? Mm. Ooh. I don't know, maybe, but I mean, I would guess. So that... is this their way of saying we got hacked again, but it's not a new hack. It's the same hack. So it's not like, it's like, it's just kind of. I think, we, yeah, they're just the giving hacker. a status update. They're like, yes, it's a hey, status, status update, update. On multi-year hacking. Exactly. Incident. They're like, hey, all those times we got hacked, it was one person for a really long time, which makes mm-hmm. it so much worse. We haven't found out which employee it is yet. What's, this uh, is like that crazy thing of like, well, how far back do the logs go? 90 days. <laughs> is that enough? Hopefully. <laughs> What's, what do you, how, many, how many big corporations do you guys see using GoDaddy? Is that like typical? Because uh, I, I mean, think... define using GoDaddy. I feel <laughs> yeah, like every right? corporation, like, every corporation they? probably has some tie into GoDaddy for something. Like, like you know, some, some... their marketing page, yeah. or you know, like it's very commonly used for like, I oh yeah, hi, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it has a broad appeal because like if you just Google like I need to make a website for my thing, it's like going to be one of the first results. But as far as like using it at scale. I not think, many. I yeah. think they're more customer focused than like enterprise focused. Um, mm, yeah. But I'm not saying that somebody in an enterprise would small put business. In. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm thinking what like what attacking GoDaddy. What would be the main target that they have? Yes. Right. Of course, their customers and all that data and stuff like that. But they're making it sound like someone gnarly is coming after them oh. repeatedly, right? Mm. And it's like, all right, well, they're what, doing what? it for staging, probably. Right? That, okay. Yeah. There, there you go. That's, like, that, I mean, that was the answer so that I wanted. spam and staging. We know that's how attackers typically monetize. So, like before ransomware, like old school, 
is like you get in and then you use it to send spam or you compromise it and use it to send, you know, malware or use it to stage malware, which I guarantee you, if you tie in a large number of GoDaddy sites with like some kind of referral, like, you know, Ooh, scamming God. campaign and advert malvertising, all that kind of stuff, you're going to, that's going to be a big impact. Like okay. that's going to be, that's, that's my guess, but it's TBD. I mean, how no, they I'm use it. We know they stole lots of emails and use them for phishing. We know, you know, yeah. this one actually mentions uh, stuff about their cPanel hosting shared environment. Um, oh, where they God. actually put, the, the attackers put, they stole the source code and they put malware on the servers within that cPanel shared environment. So, yeah. See, when back when the hacker man was, was working IT before he went and started his, his entire career, you have to understand when you say, what businesses use GoDaddy? Well, all my little hackamaniacs, many, because the 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 Small Business Administration classifies small businesses at somewhere uh, between twenty five and two hundred and fifty million dollars. And you might think that's a lot of money, but a lot of those are still family owned mom and pop shops, and they don't know anything about doing any of this web stuff. They don't know anything about APIs. They don't know anything about the Kubernetes. They just know they need a website to sell their pipes and their plumbing and their whatnot. <laughs> so they they go to GoDaddy. And they check that out. So yeah, it can still be a big business and be on a little website. I can verify Great that point. my dad's website was hosted there for a while until I moved it, and then yeah, uh, I, now I have to run all of his IT, and that's not. He wants you friends don't let friends. Yeah, fr friends. Well, definitely don't self-host it because that's worse. But yeah, friends don't let friends use GoDaddy anymore. It's just not a thing. Just just move on. Like Microsoft at this point has the same services for the same cost. There's oh. you know. GoDaddy resells Microsoft's Office 365 with less security features and manages <laughs> it for you. So, yep. Anyhow, well, so yeah, uh, places have gotten hacked recently. Uh, oh, you want well, anything, wanna... anyone else? Who else has what? gotten? <laughs> oh, you want some more? We got more? a generic like... Pepsi hack. What about the car hacking? Oh God! You talking wait, about wait, Pepsi? The, the Kia boys. Kia boys. So the Kia boys. That's not this. hacking. It, it is hacking. It is hacking. It's physical kind of way. It is. It's you amazing. You use a USB cable. So okay. So wait. Hold on. So okay. We're getting. We're getting. Well, let's let's for context. Way ahead. So basically, right now, stealing Hyundai's and Kias is hot like it's, it's hackerman savage hackerman savage stole eight kias last night alone i That's mean true. he's can i get one why of those would, why would you steal a kia That's because it's easy part. so this They're is why so the reason it's getting stolen is because on kias and hyundais that have specifically do not have uh push button start the ones that have actual physical keys Yes. They do not have an immobilizer, an which immobilizer. the immobilizer is the part that keeps your car from being stolen. And mm -hmm. there are re actually required, I believe, in a lot of countries and might yes. be starting to be required in the U.S. soon. Uh -huh. But so basically people bust the window, they get in and you can basically dismantle the uh, actual physical solenoid that the key turns and basically With turn it with a USB cable. So yeah. like that, that's why that people talk about the USB cables. So. Within oh, seconds. Well, so after reading this, I watched a couple YouTube videos on how to do it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's. Yes. So it's, literally you take you just put a screwdriver in the ignition, wiggle it around. The whole ignition part comes out. And then there's this tiny little piece of metal that a USB cable perfectly yep. fits. And into. then you, you have this car boom, started. And you're, you're good. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, basically, um, the reason this, this, that's the background story, but the article itself is that people are hacking their cars to keep them from being stolen. stolen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, Kia is releasing, didn't they release, uh, they're releasing they, an update. They right? are releasing an update. I, I think so what they for said. certain models, uh, they're releasing an update to make it harder where the key will have to be inserted. Right. All right. Hold on. The, the hacker man has a question. Yeah. Did you say a USB cable? Like nothing. Like I can just yeah. go grab some 99 cent cable from the dollar store and be like, boom, boom. Turn well, it. see, That's hacker it. man, it's actually easier than that because everyone already has a USB cable in yeah, their car. <laughs> you could steal a USB cable to steal a Kia. No. Yeah. It's literally in the Kia. You just pull the USB <laughs> yeah, cable out of the aux port and you charge it. the phone. I don't know well, if, so the I, Kia that new, if, the, if the Kia is new enough to have a USB cable. It may not be uh no, no. <laughs> That's the worst. So part. okay. 
Please explain to me, can someone explain to me how you can do a software update that prevents the key from turning? Could I, <laughs> I am not. I, 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 the video I saw, they took apart the whole ignition system to show you how it works. And I, on the older cars, I do not know. There, it's gonna, you're going to have to take out the ignition and re-put it in. It says, it says the, update, the updates make it so the affected cars require a key to be in the ignition switch to start. Yeah, so that's they, actually, oh, that makes sense because they have a sensor yeah, that tells us. So there's, the, there's a sensor to, to let you know that there's a key in it. But that's not secure. You just no, get no, any key. No, it's not working. That's what they're <laughs> saying. It's not actually like working to stop it from, or like to you know, prevent you from starting, right? Okay, this is going to do nothing. I'm just going to go ahead and call yeah. it early and yeah. say they're requiring a key. It so says specifically a key longer and pointier. So you're you're switching out a USB cable. So you're all they're doing is taking away the part with the USB cable. You can yeah, still do yeah. any key that will yeah, go in the ignition. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. just get a dummy blank key and yeah. it'll still work. Also, it does say the the uh, no key alarm will sound for one minute instead one of thirty minute. seconds. One, instead of thirty seconds, <laughs> those <Yay>. thirty seconds <laughs> will make such a difference. And by that, that was sarcasm. That will make no difference at all. Has yeah. and ask yourself the question: Have you ever done anything about a car alarm going? off i haven't and i don't know anyone that has i've looked out my window when it was my car just to make sure like i'm like "Uh, is that my alarm but then like even if it was what am i gonna do like okay there goes my car let me call let me call insurance okay on this (laughs) so we got some uh we got some updated information from qwerty for me the best (laughs) password that i've been using for many years yeah still um that basically says uh, they're updating it so when the key fob locks the car, it can't be started without being unlocked by the fob. So it's not just the sensor mm-hmm. modification. So there is some actual like. So then when the I fob mean, battery goes out, you're double screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you is... can just, I would imagine a car that old, you could probably clone the fob with. <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. maybe yeah. So I want you guys to know, though, that we're not talking about a 15 year old car. We're talking okay. about okay. 2010 and 2021. Yes. And this is 10 years. Between or... 2015 and 2021. 2010's almost 15 years old. Yes. Okay. So, like, <laughs> no, no, no. But as recent as 2021. Right, yes. So it was, it, it was an optional. It was yeah. optional. You could get one with a push button start with that had the immobilizer. But, but basically, bro, the number is yeah. only, only 26% of Hyundai's and Kia's had immobilizers. So. Yeah essentially and, and they're actually like uninsurable like if you go buy yeah. one of these vehicles and you're like a lot of you tell your insurance agent these I, years anymore yeah. i bought a <laughs> i bought a 2021 kia they're like did you now what does it have a button <laughs> if it doesn't have a button you can't do it go take your, it back sell your it. risk yeah. model um, has gone out the window insurance like so yeah. five thousand dollars a month yeah, yeah. so okay Are basically we if you, this was popularized through tiktok yeah uh, no uh, i yes. was waiting for that they don't talk about that we don't <laughs> talk about tiktok it's just like Bruno. Yeah, we're not talking about TikTok. It's actually banned on the show. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely if you own one of these cars, consider trying to lock it with the fob. Do not lock it with the key. Lock it with the fob. No, at least need, once the software you need update. One of those crowbar. But you also, need one of those, like, yeah, you need, things, what are they called? What are they called? The, the club? That, the, no, the club? Is that what it is? The club that goes into your steering column and that doesn't allow it to move? Because yeah, honestly. These yeah. are professional car thieves. These are 13-year-olds, okay? Like, you're not going <laughs> to nah, do anything else. Because it's because it's TikTok that's 13-year-olds doing yes. it? Yes, it is. That's it is. That's the target audience. That's the target audience. It all yeah. makes sense. I mean, what 13-year-old doesn't want to steal a car? But Obviously, yeah, I mean, a lot of them. I can't confirm it in <laughs> when they steal these things. Consider just getting a different car. Yes. <laughs> Any All right. I know that that isn't an option for people that are buying the base Kia with no push button, but still uh, consider. Yeah. And when or, it seems like it's too good to when you lock up your car to put it in a figure eight, a figure four, or an arm bar. If you're there, when they come, <laughs> they won't stop. They won't try and take the car. That's some damn good advice. What about just hiding in the back of your car, yes. Hacker Man? Just hide yes. in the Do you think that's worth it? If you hide in the back of the car, you have to be ready to play your walk on music through the speakers. Well, so that's that's the, that's the only disc. Me. That's yeah, the only disc you have in the car, so it should play automatically. But once Absolutely. they turn the car on, the music comes on. No and way. then you <laughs> just drop, <laughs> and then you pop up yeah, behind the right. seat and yeah. just put them straight into a headlock. <laughs> that's right. You actually get a fifteen percent discount on your insurance <laughs> when you prove that you know these maneuvers. Ah, 
I see. I want to put like a glitter bomb and a fart machine in there. Like when they break the glass, it does that in the car. Like they don't even want to steal it. They're like, this is the worst theft ever. That is, yeah, there's Ralph, a security I had no tag. idea you had watched my original tag team work from the 80s. Yes. The fart bomb and the glitter bomb were my signature moves back when I was a heel. Oh my God. Yeah, that's some great advice. Yeah, that's consumer advice. This, this is such a useful show. Yeah. How do you get the headlock with the headrest in the way? It's easier. Uh, you, It'd be leverage. easier. They wouldn't be able to move as much. Yeah. Or like you just have long right? arms. Just... just have really long yeah, arms. Right in the, the neck part. You take right all there. the headrests off your car. You, yes. you you do need those, but th- not in this situation. No, anymore. you just right. the headrests as they come off in the car function as your steel chair when you're in the ring. You just beat people with it. <laughs> and then suddenly the people with, with short arms pillow. can't get insurance. Yeah, so, yeah. You have to they have to prove that your arms are at least three feet in length so you can do the headlock. Yeah, and you and you guys thought we we're gonna go crazy on balloons today. So, okay, speaking <laughs> speaking, here's it, guys. I got a, I got a, an amazing segue here. All speaking right, of what you should do instead of having a Hyundai or Kia, maybe you should take the train. Uh oh, <laughs> or not. So apparently, the European agency Eurostar, which I assume is some ridiculously cheap and efficient way of getting around Europe that we don't have because our country's too big. It definitely wasn't the car lobby. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, the international high-speed rail operator is emailing its users this week and forcing them to reset their passwords. Uh, but they're doing it in a way that is apparently making everyone mad. There are technical problems associated with resetting your passwords, making it impossible to actually do it. And so they're just locked out. You know how we talked about a few weeks ago, we talked about how you got to protect your users. You do have to protect your users, but I would say locking everyone out, probably not the best way to do it. Well, you can't security through obscurity. (laughs) They're protecting their users from from themselves. Yeah. Uh, Denial of service. This isn't security through obscurity. No, you're right. I was thinking, well, when, when it's so secure, you can't use it. Is it even secure, yeah. right? It's like if a... We air-gapped all of our login servers, so you just can't log <laughs> you in. You just can't log in, but it's <laughs> but super secure. But they're secure. secure. <laughs> they're 100% secure. I turned the computer off. It's the securest it'll be. So, okay, do I have to ask the question, why do you need a username and password to ride the train? Is that a thing? Or is I assume it's like for ticketing and stuff. It's yeah, like, maybe it's you like have to have an account. account. Yeah. Probably QR codes on your phone to get onto the train and to show you have tickets. Yeah, uh, the so things you, you have to have an account for everything now. Everything, like honestly, dude, everything. If, if there's you know, a, like mobile, when that got you, hacked, you had to have an account to park. You did damn account to park, and then in turn they got hacked, and then everyone just got all your um, license plates. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you have to have an account to like order McDonald's at this point. Yes, I had to have an account to get on here. Do you have to have an account to? Uh, do you have to have, a, have an account to jump off the top rope? Yes. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. There are still uh, some you, things. Still what you do need is a critical lack of judgment <laughs> and uh, no issues having a doctor rebuild your knees. I see. Your spine. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm in. Those, I meet both of those criteria. No, that's why I had my spine replaced with a horse's spine in 92. Mm. Horse? Why a not go full robot? No, 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 a robot's too expensive. Yeah. Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. Yeah, the Clydesdale's name was Frank. Uh. <laughs> So, the best horse I would say for horse. I wanted riding. the thick bones. <laughs> so are you taller now or did, did they just? Yes. I used to be two foot seven. Wow. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Now I'm five, eight. <laughs> wow. The Hackerman's only five, eight. Interesting. Moving that's up. a, that's a tri- tip. Tri- I look tip bigger in the ring. I look uh, bigger in the ring. It's yeah. Do they put it? Do they, is it a smaller ring or is it a normal size? Movie magic. That's normal, normal size. You got normal platform size. shoes on. You platform know, they put them next to Force small perspective. Doors. Yeah, you like the to Hobbit. Force <laughs> boot. Thank <laughs> you. So okay, yeah. Anyone got one? Okay. Um, what about? I don't want to drop into the ring. To oh. keep to keep on the transportation uh, segue. Segue. What about someone realizing that you can hack uh, traffic lights with your flipper zero? Yeah. At least a little bit, all right? It's a segue to it. You do have to create this whole... Yeah, so this is abusing... I'm assuming this is abusing the emergency signaling. You are absolutely correct. And this is a felony, right? Because there were people building these... They were building... There people were building these to do this like years what, ago. What yeah. isn't fun? That's a felon. That's a felony. Yeah, that's felony. The, F is, fun, right? the F is for fun, not for felony. F is for fun and felony. Okay, guys, <laughs> remember that. 
I actually don't I know if it's a felony, but like basically this was a thing back in the day and then like you could buy them like it was like mm-hmm. the blue box. But yeah, um, well, now you just need a flipper zero an Arduino and oh some lights. You know so what else real, needs an Arduino? The, the other <laughs> question. So this Probably is like a system. This is a system we have in the U.S. I don't know if there's a system like this in Europe, but in some yeah. places you can't the ambulances and fire trucks and emergency vehicles have a way to set the traffic lights in the direction they're going to green and turn everyone else to red. So obviously, where there's a will, there's a way. You can abuse this system. I don't know how widespread this is. I mean, um, I, I haven't also stopped at a red light in years. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a and Tesla, that, and he doesn't have one of these. That's the yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, yeah. I don't know how widely used. Like, I, I assume there's a bunch of different protocols, ha- right? Have you? So I have never seen that in San Diego. I have never seen a light change for emergency vehicles they always just run through it like what mm-hmm. they walk up to it look, yeah i don't think they're that i don't think it's common. used that common yeah i i i, I don't know like I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i don't think it's like ubiquitous 100 percent of the u.s has it cordy says you can you can flash your high beams at some lights and they'll turn i'm gonna just start high beaming everyone in san diego oh i do that all the time just yeah. to make sure everyone knows i'm there <laughs> that's Corey's signature move the high beam the high beam. Yeah. High i take bubbles. them off the high beam mm. yeah uh, so I mean it's very interesting. It's it's a cool it's also a cool application of like the GPIO usage on the Flipper sure. Zero, right? Mm-hmm. It's this is cool. uh, it's not gonna work everywhere. We don't have like a universal standard for this. Um some places. No, I would guess this works all. in approximately where this researcher lives. Yes. And nowhere else. Exactly. There's like four <laughs> lights in his town. He went driving around all day to find them and this <laughs> But still, but cool. theoretically, theoretically to find them. All right. Still yeah. a cool. Yeah. Still a cool blog post. Still a cool article. But mm. where, where this stuff will become really interesting is as the smart cities come to mind. I was out in Vegas for DEF CON promoting uh, our new, uh, you know, CTF matches. And I was out there and I was riding along in a self driving car. And they said they can only do this in Vegas because it is one of the first cities to be tied into a smart grid where the cars know all the lights before they approach them, even when they can't see them. Once we get to this point, the flipper zero, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be like a tag team with, with myself and like the rock. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. I mean, uh, there's no way they built that API insecurely. <laughs> well, white uh, Cyberduck says uh, you could just buy an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do they do they yeah, that's another option is you can just pretend like you're an ambulance driver and you can go through all the red lights. Just blend in. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Just buy an ambulance. When you're gonna go all in in. for help. This is not I'd like to just say for the lawyers watching the show, none of this don't do any of this at home. This is not recommended. All these things are definitely felonies. But yes, yeah, that's when you get pulled over, what what were you thinking? It was an emergency. We're going to the bar. The guy in the back's laying down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You could seriously just be like, it's we're an ice cream truck. If you're interpreting it as we can run red lights, yes, that's your call. Yes. It's not my fault that you thought we were doing something for safety because we had the lights blaring and then sirens and stuff. So Cameron, I, I heard you say, but what if somebody comes up and asks you for help? And that's why the United States is the greatest country in the world, because if you walk up to an ambulance and you say, I need help, first they're going to ask you, who's your insurance provider? And there's no expectation that they'll actually help you. So it's great. You can just be like, I'm sorry, I'm with I'm with uh, Blood Zero Insurance, and you don't have that. <laughs> well, wait, didn't, didn't you guys notice that there's actually uh, there's an ambulance tier in Uber now? Is there really? Yeah, it's no, I just made this up. But <laughs> like, no way. But yeah, no, it's just someone all it is is just someone who's willing to break laws. That's all it is. <laughs> so what you're it's saying just, is it's like when you call 911, they're like, "Do you want a regular ambulance or do you want an Uber ambulance? It's half the price though." What do you think? Well, if you have the Uber, Uber app installed, <laughs> yeah, when you have the Uber app installed when you try to dial 911, it says, "Are you sure you don't want to go through us first? <laughs> and also it also, you'll notice that most of the drivers are showing up in uh, 2010 to 2021 Kias and Hyundais. Yeah. <laughs> if you Uber well, ambulance pool, it's half listen, off. Can too. you break a law if it's not your car? I don't know. Definitely not. This is some awesome legal defense. It's like the they cam- can't arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. Yes. The cameras that catch you running the red lights are just going to see the license plate. You'll be fine. You'll be good. Corey, you nailed it. 
That's why I'm going to marry an ambulance. No. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Double jeopardy. They can't get me. They can't get you. <laughs> All uh, right. Can we? So what? Oh, what? I, wanted, I wanted to talk about this next article, unless you had one. Well, well what is it? It's, it's a follow-up. It's a name I cheap. love follow-ups. Oh, okay. Go, go for it. Go. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was going to be a different Yeah, people were talking about this in the chat earlier. You got one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I uh, actually got to experience some of this um, like by proxy. So I have um, a Namecheap account for some domains that I don't really use for anything even personal or anything like that, right? Anywho, um, I got some emails last week, and I didn't get them. In fact, I got a very interesting email from um, the service I use um, called uh, Simple Login. And uh, it's a kind of like an email um, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, anonymous email service, not anonymous email service, but like hide your emails, like hide my email for iOS. You can make, make an email address so that, you know, spammers don't, you know, get one email, it's a new bunch of stuff. Anyways, the notification I got saying that their decamp was failing from, um, Namecheap, right? Which was the spammers or whoever had compromised their email server or email provider, whatever, when they sent the email, they didn't have the DNS stuff set up properly. So it actually failed to even make it to my inbox. And I was seeing an error for this, right? And then um, it was like literally two hours later, Namecheap sent another email that landed in my inbox saying, hey, we're sorry about this. It wasn't us, right? Like, uh, you know, something, some right. third party is involved. And then this, like a day ago, I got another one, right? Another email. Um, from the same thing that failed the same D uh, mark. And right. um, so, of so course, I they still have the keys or something. Something's still going on, right? It hasn't stopped. Whatever it was, it's still going on right now. And everyone who had an email with Namecheap is getting hit. Yeah. And I recently made this account. So this is not like something like a database got compromised later. Like this is upstream, right? Like they're able to hit a whole list of emails, right? At one point. So uh, yeah, we talked about it when it originally happened. I would guess it's API related, just mm -hmm. like gut feeling. I feel like they got a key, they got a secret. Mm -hmm. um, it's related to their email provider SendGrid, apparently, which we use a lot. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing they just got like a SendGrid master key or something like that and are just using it willy nilly. But it is funny because this is a great example. If you layer security, good things happen, right? If you enforce DKIM, the message does not land. So it's like a good, uh, yeah. you know, good job if you do that. Yeah. But they're saying it wasn't a breach. That's what this most recent article is. Right. And what I think is interesting is that it still continued to happen even after they sent the email saying they fixed it. So I'm like, uh, like I have questions. Like, I, I don't have answers. I just have questions. I'm like, so you guys knew about it and you supposedly stopped it. And then I got another one recently from this to the same email, right? So possibly maybe the spammer got the whole email list and they're just running through it again. Right. right. They yeah. use the key to pull down like all the targets or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think uh, this kind of attack, like secrets leakage can happen so many different ways. Like we've even talked about like the Circle CI compromise where like yeah. how many GitHub secrets were leaked. Like if, if SendGrid has a leak somewhere, um, be it an API issue that's leaking keys or like some old CI/CD thing they didn't clean up, got compromised, or who knows. But if these kinds of keys are exposed, a lot of times they have long lifetimes. So, um, or they can just be used, like Ralph said, to pull down data and then reuse it against the same list of targets. Yeah. So, so. That, that email address is burned. Well, White Cyberduck mentioned the Twitter multi-factor thing, which I feel like we should discuss. So oh, I don't know if there's yeah. a link for this. There might be. But basically, there is. There is. Yeah, there is. the upshot of this is that uh, Twitter makes you pay effectively for, for SMS-based two-factor. Uh, was I the only one using token-based two-factor for Twitter? Yeah, That's yeah the, you're the like, only one saving um, the money. I was like, why I saw this and I'm like, I thought tokens were like technically more secure because then, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, a hundred percent. You're right. They are right? like, I, <laughs> but so I, I think this is one of those things. It's like, they got the right answer, but man, did they do the math wrong? Like, <laughs> like I don't think, I don't think this was intended to be like, we talked about it when it originally happened, but when Elon took over, 
he like disabled all the microservices and that broke SMS SMS based two factor. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing like he's like, fine, I'll turn it back on, but you're gonna have to pay me to use it. <laughs> so my worry so is are people gonna start thinking that text based two FA is more secure because that's the one you have to pay for now. Ah, that's mm. that would oh, be bad. God, I hope not. Or, I guess that would be like an even wrong, cool. even more wrong answer conclusion or even worse what if what if we start seeing so if we started seeing this as a trend where companies started charging you to be more secure like oh you want mfa well, but it's the opposite extra. no well, it's no, the it, opposite here but I, what, what if it was i'm just i'm going full tinfoil hat what if everyone else is like oh yes. that's a good idea no i i, I so it's the opposite so this is actually like I, I, I do think we should talk about that, but I think like when I read this, like I don't, I'm not a big fan of Elon. I think most of what he's done is just incredibly stupid. I think he's just gotten lucky, but basically in this scenario, the outcome of this is brilliant. It's basically like, oh, you want the crappy option? It costs extra. Like, <laughs> because we're in the mix. We have to pay yeah. the legal fees if your account gets compromised, if you get SIM swapped. That's not why they up. did this though. That's not why so, they did oh, no. this. That's, they like did I said, this they did the math money. wrong. They so did this to save money. They maybe did the Microsoft should do this wrong. with uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> with if that. you want to use Exchange, they should introduce like a million dollar a year license. Fee. Like, yeah, extended support from Windows is another one. Well, like, that's the opposite. So, like, really, it should be companies need to start paywalling the less secure options. Yes. Like, oh, it, like right. for you to do, like, oh, you want to use a seven character password? Well, actually, the fee is five dollars a month for that. <laughs> See, yeah. So Radis over here in the Discord, they got it right. The hacker man was looking at this on the Twitters and all over the socials, and essentially it was this. Elon said, hey, listen, I'm pouring money out of here because I'm a moron, and I got to figure out how to get some of this cash back. In <laughs> and people, as they were trying to pop accounts, they were spending $60 million on SMS two-factor. That wasn't even for real authentication. It was just for people trying to get into those sweet accounts and tweet out all those kind of crypto messages saying how they're doing some sort of lottery and they're going to get a whole Bitcoin and all you got to do is reply to this message and click on this link. Well, that's what they were doing. They were trying to get into the Twitter accounts, dropping $60 million on that kind of stuff. So they said, no, no, listen, we're not going to do it. But if you want it, if you want it, we're going to create this tiny barrier of friction. And, and you should go to the authentication app, but if you want it, we'll give it to you, but you got to pay for it. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to pay for it. But here's the thing, right? Like people go through and do that and, and they want to pay for that. We, we as, as hacker people, as hacker folk, as hacker maniacs have got to remember that any security is better than no security, brother. So be very careful when you tell people that SMS is horrible because if their other option is nothing, then SMS is great. <laughs> you oh, should you should have to pay extra for nothing. Yes. <laughs> you have yeah. to pay it's it's ten dollars a month for SMS and it's fifteen for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those restaurants you go to that they turn off all the lights and then charge you more. <laughs> so, so Vegas? That was such a good example. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, it is funny though. You're right. Better security. I'll be trying to save money. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's some, those are some surprisingly articulate and smart points from Hackerman. There, the Hackerman knows what he's talking about. He's not just about elbows and singlets, okay? Mm. I like this character development for Hackerman. He's really, he's really coming along. He's really coming out of his I'm shell. A well-rounded individual. I haven't seen him do any cocaine this whole time. I know um, you're really <laughs> keeping it under control. Hey, no felonies. Remember that one <laughs> word for Corey with a comment like that. Suppository. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you telling your secrets on air? It's wild. A hacker never tells us secrets. <laughs> All right. Who's is anyone got another one? I got one. If it, All right, get this it. actually crossed my radar. This actually this crossed my radar. All right. So someone messaged me because I'm a big data breach hoarder, and someone messaged me was like, Did you see the Cellbrite data leak? And I was yes. like, Oh sick, this is sick. So I went and looked at it, and then I was like, hey, this is garbage. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so this is basically, you know, Cellbrite, an Israeli firm. Um, they sell, you know, OSINT tools and surveillance and stuff. But they, their, their tools were published online, but, like, in the least interesting way possible, because it was basically, like, someone gained access to their customer portal where they have, like, all their software downloads and stuff and then just posted all of that. So it's, like, 
all the none of the stuff works without license keys and like 90% of it is just like like I guess you could reverse engineer it or something but mm-hmm. like most it's like if I told you like you're not going to believe this dude I got a cracked copy of Microsoft Word but you have to type in a valid license key to use it it's like okay <laughs> uh, so you could just w- go to office and download the Word ISO like you know yeah, this is just we don't free, need this. right um yeah I I looked through the data and it was just like meh it was like 90% of it too. It was like two terabytes and 90% of it was like maps files. Like it was just like maps and stuff. So I was like, eh, I'm going to mm. mark that one as a, uh, as a pass. Oh, um, was there uh, any, like, was it like a USB token for their licenses or something like that? Where it really gets, uh, like- I didn't look into it really, but I mean, definitely I'm sure the software will be tried to, people will try to crack it now that all the software leaked, but without that to go with it, it's just like, it's yeah, like if you know, hey, I found a, software, a bunch of software. Yeah, from a software like cracking standpoint, though, like they didn't need to get this public breach to get like people Probably already not. have access to that, right? If they wanted to make a crack for it, they would have either done it already or maybe someone already exists. So it's like you said, it was just like yeah, someone used an account, downloaded everything, and was like, we breached them. Like you're a customer. Yeah. What is going on? If anything, this probably <laughs> made it just easier for Celebrate customers to get access to the data. Because they're yeah, like, oh, I yeah. can finally just download without logging in. It's super nice. I know, right? Why don't yeah. they just have a portal where you can just download everything? I guess if you're big into reverse engineering, it could be useful. But uh, for me, it was the least interesting data breach of a massive amount of data. I was like, two terabytes is going to be awesome. Then I was like, no, this is not. <laughs> It's just this all is- of the same software, just different versions. Right. Yeah, it's like version zero point one. one yes, exactly. Version yeah. zero point two. Yeah, basically. I love the person who's happy about this breach. Happiest about this breach is Moxie Marlin Spike because now they don't got to just walk around and wait for like celebrate kids to fall off trucks. <laughs> <laughs> they can just go get it oh and, and and pick it apart. I'm still. True. I've been yeah for reverse engineers. People. I don't. I don't know how much of their software. Like the CEO even tweeted was like, eh. Not a big deal. <laughs> so I said it's not that big of a deal. But all right, last ten minutes of the podcast. Yes. Balloon time. Yes. Oh my god. All right. All You're right. Popping it. This is this is this is the meat and potatoes of this podcast right here, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, here it we go. It has nothing to do with security, but I feel like it has security at its heart, right? Mm. So I need a someone balloon? to figure out all the pieces in this article and how much it actually costs to build one of these balloons. I mean it looks it's at the cheap. top. I believe it's at the top, Ryan. Okay. Here, There's a, a solar panel, so, an so, Arduino Pro, a GPS module, and then some balloon the they bought at a yeah. grocery store. So, so, so to summarize <laughs> the article completely, one of the balloons that the U.S. shot down over Canada slash Alaska, depending on where it was, looks to be just a hobbyist radio balloon that was the size of a party balloon. Not oh, even like one of the big weather thing. balloons, like literally yeah. a tiny party balloon with some basic electronic equipment. This like is one a of the testament most... to how accurate these missiles are. That, does that's this a good point. As, What's does the... this count as someone's party for something? <laughs> <laughs> what? So I think the other impressive thing is this balloon circumvented the globe six times in at least 123 days. What? Wow, we need yeah. to be on this. I don't right? I don't really understand what the point is. Like is it a relay? Is it's it like a literally like relay? just for fun to track the balloon? That's what that's what it felt like to me. And I'm like, oh, I okay. need to launch one of these right away. I want to see how many times I can circumvent the globe in a balloon. Can you build it? cause an international the- panic? They, How do they yeah. know it what, went around the world so many so times? So it tracks they've been it tracking with, it. They yeah. track it and when it gets enough sunlight it it hits a signal, right? And you can see uh-huh. it there. If you scroll down, Ryan, there's some more pictures of them actually tracking it over Alaska. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not, it's circumventing probably a smaller part of the world. So maybe that's why it's so fast, right? Does this I count as littering? Think. If you're just like, <laughs> I'm just going to drop a balloon under the atmosphere. So one of the, one of the best no, parts. No, this is science. It's different. Science. Oh, okay. Uh, since this whole setup weighs so little... You don't even have to register it with the uh, FAA oh. because it's 1.8. Yeah, because a plane could just ingest it without even thinking yeah, about without it. Oh, yeah. and, but so are we going to get a Pico balloon booth at Wild West Hackenfest <laughs> and start a DDoS? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I mean, yeah, until the U.S. government starts sending us the bills for all these AIM 9X missiles they're popping. Uh, what's, I want to know, what. so how much this setup costs and then how much it costs to send that airplane to then go shoot down this balloon. Dude, the what's, missile alone's got to cost 100 grand, just one of these things. I, really. I, I, if not, I think it'd probably be more, but... Was it? Uh, it yeah. depends right. on if you're going now, for the Now I got to uh, find cost? out how much this damn missile is. What do you guys think? So, it, I mean, yeah, got to be at least in the five-figure range, if not the six, seven-figure range. And then the other, the other good point to think about is this balloon was the size of a regular party balloon, and the U.S. radar picked it up, right? So that's, I would say that's pretty impressive as well. They probably yeah. retuned some stuff to, of course, pick up balloons, looking mm-hmm. for smaller objects, moving at slower speeds. Mm-hmm. But I was pretty impressed with that. Well, Shecky said it best last week. He's like, this is classic. Like, you you get the alert in your sim, yeah, and then yeah. you, like, go back and relook at all the... Like, you retune the data to look <laughs> at the new parameters, and it's like, oh, my God, the Chinese are all over the place. Sir, this is a party balloon. Shoot it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> they had to find out for themselves. Turns out there's lots of balloons. Gosh. Some guy's all gender right. reveal went wrong, and the U.S. government's uh. dropping 400K on an AIM-9X to shoot it down. But yeah, I'm looking up. I'm looking up what a Sidewinder costs, which is the AIM-9X uh, infrared missile. Uh, I'll let you know. Um, the range is classified. Is that, are those on eBay or where, where are you looking? Yeah, I'm looking on eBay. I'm, okay. It's a huge oh, model. It came Express. from a balloon Ali strike. <laughs> uh, yeah, AliExpress actually has the has the quickest shipping. I do it's not so buy the the Sidewinder Happy Best. Uh, if, you, if, if you buy the Sidewinder Happy Best, that one does not make it, and also you get it put on a list. Yeah, not it's not a. It's okay, I'm probably already on it. I'll buy it so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I mean, I, I guess that wasn't as much balloon chat as I was. Uh, you, you were expecting. expecting. So I feel like yeah. we can do this last article about Chat GPT. Another right. just oh, so topical, dude. And we cannot stop talking about Chat GPT. Dude, I used it for the first time last week to write myself some scripts, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a welcome too to twenty twenty three, man." <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay, the article is titled "Chat GPT is ingesting corporate secrets." And to which I would just say, yes, that is how a neural net works. <laughs> oh, my um, God. So, yeah, I mean, basically, like, uh, Amazon, uh, an Amazon lawyer who cannot be named, uh, told ch- uh, people that they had seen instances of ChatGPT showing text that looks like internal data. So um, I guess it's sort of interesting ChatGPT is kind of being lauded right now as the replacement for everything. Can, can you make a hot pocket? And by the way, they don't give it to you hot. They give it to you cold and you have to heat it yourself. Um, what? God dang. But basically, you know, this, everyone is saying ChatGPT can do everything. If you do use it for internal code bases, though, part of that data sharing agreement says, I'm going to take the problems you give me to solve and I'm going to reuse them to learn. So um, it's just like that, you know, that's literally the whole point of it. The whole point of it is for it to learn from the input data and the questions. This company is spending millions of dollars on this solution. They're giving it away for free. We ask ourselves the age-old question. If it's free, who's the product? You are. You. (laughs) So if you are using this for free, your code is being mined. Your questions are being mined. That's all part of it. Can I just give ChatGPT my client name and have it do my pen test report for me? Or do yeah, the entire almost, uh, we've tried that me, already. Actually. It does not work. No. <laughs> it, it, it will give <laughs> you a pretty solid report, though, actually. Just so we're all aware, that is the top firm that got breached. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chat GPT. Chat GPT doing pen tests, dumping them into Dropbox, because that's all it knew how to do. <laughs> so Chat GPT is a top security firm. I mean, that's probably accurate. Yeah, so one interesting thing that someone mentioned in chat also is that Chat GPT is scraping what data for its training? So the answer is a lot of data. Most of it's pretty old. Um, it's it's probably which is why it won't have answers about a lot of like new things. Like if you ask about like, you know, tell me about the iPhone 15 or something, it's not gonna have data about that. Um But you don't have but, and no one has data about that. Well, <laughs> There's, you know, it, it will not, it is old data. However, that's only one piece of the model. It was trained on older data. However, the whole point of it and the whole reason it's, you know, killing Google's stock price is because it learns as it goes. And it's learning from people's queries and questions. If I give it code, hey, can you fix my code? Now your code is part oh of its training. <laughs> so. It's not like my code's very sophisticated anyway, but I was actually That's what everyone impressed. at Amazon said, and now no. the lawyers... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good uh, until it's not yours no, anymore. I, I asked it to do some, like, 
to hit a couple like security tool APIs. And I was like, I wanted to see how well it did it. And it pulled it right yep. out of the hat. I was very surprised. I was, I don't know. And I just threw it in a, I did. Oh, so yeah. I will no, admit it's... I am not using it on any type of work asset or anything like that. It was more of my personal time. But you don't want to get fired? <laughs> don't, yeah, so, of course. But yeah. So, I mean, th- this is also, I think I, the last piece I want to talk about with this article is a lawyer saying it closely resembles internal documentation to me is just a human being like, I've seen that. It looks the same. But like the truth is that because of how ChatGPT works, most of what it says looks like everything you've seen before. That's the whole yeah. point of it. So like saying it looks like it is impossible to prove. You can't be like, oh, well, it looks like this. Well, if you trace that back, that's actually mine from a book from 1972. And then if you trace that back, that's actually a concept made up in 1967 or whatever in this paper. Like you can't be like, well, it looks like ours. So it is. Like, uh, how can you with, prove that in court? With some hey, of these words. guys, aren't they like a black box too? Like they don't know how they work internally. I, mm-hmm. I know there's a name for that type of AI, but I'm, it's, yes, I can't think it of is. it. Is, and then is this one of them? So like, we don't know really how it works internally, but it just goes. And no one does. No okay. one is able to say like, oh, here's how it works. Dale, what were you going to say? I was going to say it used words from law textbooks and we use those same words for our, you know, legal documents. Right. So must exactly. have been, must have been. <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly. I do think it's part of that. It's part of humans being like, that looks just like an email I sent to my wife last week. It's Gotta like, capitalize you know, the, on that. Right, it's like when yeah. musicians steal, it's like when musicians sue other musicians because they use like a little riff from another song somewhere. And all of a sudden you owe someone like $50 billion because you use like some three bars yeah. of music. Yeah. Or something yep. stupid. Yeah. This is going to be very interesting to see how this shakes down in court because it's literally mined data from half the internet or as much of the internet as it could reach. And like how it's going to attribute this, like who's going to get paid. It's like the whole AI art thing. It yeah. mined the artist's content. Now it can basically copycat the artist, but the artist doesn't get paid. So it's like, it, and how do you, but, it's going to be a disaster. But who's going to get sued? You can't sue Chad GPT. He's, he's got no money to give you. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> he can do his own legal defense. He can yes. do his own legal defense. He's been working on his legal defense for hours. We also, do have a, since it's, it's owned by Microsoft, so they have hell yeah, of Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Amazon versus Microsoft. No one wins. Um, we do have an update, though. I believe it was uh, <laughs> Timmy. He got the uh, the price for that rocket, uh, $380,000. By the way, you can get a trainer rocket of the um, AIM-9 Sidewinder for about two hundred grand. So the real deal is 300000 almost four, like three eighty. I'm going to go ahead and guess that this balloon with a solar panel date, duct tape to it did not cost two hundred grand. But no, I mean, no, because it wasn't made by the government. <laughs> yeah so i guess what is do they have like a policy now like don't shoot down anything that isn't uh-huh. definitely chinese what do they do like how i, I don't know i guess yeah, that's anyway their... sorry i just want to bring up the price about how ridiculous it is to shoot one of these rockets okay so um, but here... they do practice with these okay so they do it's not like the government never shoots one i'm just saying that right you know. and now they can practice on live extremely yes. advanced yes so that's targets. actually the new thing instead of having a practice range they're just going to practice over canada so, so the goal launch- is yeah the goal is you launch a balloon and try to get it shot down for training and if you do that you've you've made it is this the new <laughs> balloons td or whatever that yeah. this is how it's going to start <laughs> yeah i mean you In first option life. you you buy a sidewinder that's the first thing you buy yep so they spent three hundred eighty grand on a missile to shoot it down when they could have spent like five dollars on a bullet. Would have done the same thing. Um, no, because the pilots, the accuracy, they'd have to do like a hundred passes by yeah. to actually oh. hit it because it's like five. So feet. when the first Chinese okay. balloon, so a thousand dollars in bullets, then no, the no, gas, no, a thousand dollars in bullets, two hundred million in gas. I don't think you know. How how <laughs> I don't think you know how bullets work. Okay, so when a balloon is about fifty thousand feet in the sky. There's not a bullet that's probably going to hit that, okay? Like Says not- you. You haven't okay. seen how big my gun is. Oh. <laughs> right. No, no. What about like, no, but, but, but seriously, like, is the government, here's the real question. Right now, is the government researching and dumping like millions into like the balloons killer? Like, yeah. is this a thing? We're going to get like, our own balloons. Coming? Like, is Sorry. it, is it going to? Lockheed Martin has already developed a seventh generation balloon killer. Seven? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> It's got, uh, you know, it's got the uh, the full carbon fiber hull. Uh, it is designed 
uh, using experts from Party City who have expertise <laughs> these types of rooms to operate in a stealth mode. Uh, it's incredible. It's and just like it a big. Only, oh my god! It's I was going to say it only costs the taxpayer about uh, two to nine hundred billion dollars. Oh, it's, so okay. So I'm guessing it's just a plane with a giant. It's a bunch. It's a plane with a a big bunch of darts sticking out like it just pointing forward it's like it, a giant screen 400 of darts. dora the explorer mylar balloons strapped together to a block of c4 all i have to say oh. is that uh birthday parties are going to be ruined now because helium is going to be a controlled substance <laughs> it's going to be covered under the wassener arrangement can yeah. we get party city balloons can no longer be purchased by a non-allied nation state so okay so yeah are there export grade balloons Uh, yes yeah yes absolutely uh all it is is those uh gloves you get at doctor's offices Uh, that people so it's got the five fingers that's how you know it's okay yeah got it you know yeah i mean really it is funny to imagine like space force like you're you like get a memo you're like oh i shouldn't have signed up for space force but it it was cool then you get a memo in your inbox it's like space force training balloon defense and you're like oh no (laughs) maybe i'm gonna go into private industry soon maybe they'll develop a laser instead of a bullet Oh. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> That's too much sense. That's too much sense. Don't say that. That would out loud. make way too much sense. No, no. I think the best solution is remember the guy that like went up in the Red Bull and then like dropped down. They send one Felix of those. Felix Baumgartner. With... They send him. They just send a guy with a pin, and he just falls. Yeah, with a pen. Ah! Yeah. It's it's a pen. It's simple. A little pocket knife. It's like commando ops. He's like a guy on a balloon at 40,000 feet (laughs) oxygen, and he has to knife the other balloon. Correct. It's the only way. It's the only way. You're right. But but since it's the military, instead of uh, Red Bull, it'll be Rippets. Oh my um, god. Well, yeah, it'll be definitely Rippets. Either way, I think we pop this story. <laughs> yeah. All right. We pop this story. All right. Let's roll. Take us out. To yeah, end the show. We, we, we need to land. Thanks for coming, everyone. This episode was sponsored by uh, the Anti Siphon Hackdown. That's Go right. see oh, Hackerman yeah. in person. Out the Anti Siphon Hackdown on March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. That's why, that's why Randy the Hackerman Savage is here. He is fulfilling his contractual obligations for promotion so he doesn't get fined by the new world hacking order. Mm. So, yeah, check it out. Free talks, day one, paid training, days two and three. It's going to be incredible. And myself and Meme Gene are going to be there hosting. One of the first sets of talks is a panel discussion between the old and the enthusiastic. It's going to be. Incredible. Oh, is that is that how that's working? I thought, it, OK, that makes a lot more sense now. It's the old and the enthusiastic. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everyone. Yep. Have Thanks, a good guys. week.